Hello, welcome back to the Sovereign Projector podcast, you beautiful humans. You thought I forgot about you, didn't I? Well, uh, to be honest, I almost didn't get an episode out this Sunday, today. Um, I've been so good at getting one out. I think we're up to like, what, four, five-ish Sundays in a row. Um, And, you know, I want to have that consistency. I do want to get there. Uh, But yeah, I was just so tired today and had a really busy week and went for a lovely beach walk today with my friend. And so I was like, "Mm, do you know what? I'm not going to do a podcast. I don't feel like I knew exactly what I wanted to speak about. I wanted to speak about this topic, Um, but I didn't feel super inspired or like fired up about it today. So I got home and was like watching the night, a night, the night's tale, a night's tale. It's this old movie um, with Heath Ledger. Um, I can't believe I've never watched that movie before. It's so good. Definitely watch it if you have Netflix. Um, anyway, so I was doing that and then I had a shower and then I put on my playlist for times like this for these building up to Scorpio moon days. The playlist is just called, well, it's like a bunch of emojis. It's like wine glass, tornado, crescent moon, knife, fire, like red rose. (laughs) So the place doesn't actually has a name, have a name, but that's its energetic frequency that it permeates. And I designed this playlist probably, it was 2017 because it was when I was living in Brighton in the UK and I had a lot of feelings that I was processing still from my breakup late the year before. Um, anyway, maybe if I can figure out how to link Spotify playlists I'll, I will try my best to link it in the show notes because it is really good, especially if you do have a Scorpio moon too, which I do. Um, you will relate to the feels on this playlist. I mean, think like think like Michelle Branch, think Lana Del Rey, think Pixie Gelled Off, think Halsey, oh yeah, think like a little bit of, um, I mean, the the punk-ish that I listened to when I was 15. It's great. It's got a bit of everything. Um, think that Moody album that Lord put out a few years ago, probably in 2017. Yeah, it's all it's all in there. Even a little bit of Alanis Morissette I'm seeing now. Yep. So I'll try and link that um, so you can listen to that whenever you need a little Moody listen. Anyway, so as I was listening to this playlist, I was just like, I just got this giant surge of energy and I was like, oh my God, I need to record that podcast right now. Um, <clears throat> so why not? And this is kind of fun. Like I never record in the night. It's dark. The fairy lights outside on my balcony or not really balcony, but like courtyard area, they're popping. Um, I've got my sleepy time tea poured. I've got some candles lit. My hair is wet cause I just showered. So I'm feeling fresh. Um, so yeah, it's feeling good. Let's get into it. Um, So today we are speaking about not stopping inside of shadow work. We're actually going to speak about a few different things. Just a little warning, like some of the things I speak about today, you may find a little triggering or you may disagree with. And you know what? That is okay. We are allowed to disagree. You're allowed to disagree with me. Um, But this is just something that I've become really aware of probably really only in the last few months. So if you have um, either been a student of mine or are a student of mine or have been a client of mine since after probably like late December, January this year, you may have heard me speak about really this concept that I am grounding into right now that 
the most important thing we can do in any like spiritual practice like before we even work with astrology human design at all is protect our energy field ground our energy body and release um, entity attachments from our energetic body because right now as we are in this very interesting um, time in human evolution and everything is speeding up and everything is happening all at once and there is so like this this timeline split right between the inorganic evolution of like AI um, and transhumanism and humans becoming machines and merging with machines essentially versus um, organic evolution which is just activating the codes within our DNA that already exists that we already have the potential to do all those things that they want to like create AI to do and that people are so terrifyingly excited um that wow technology can do this and it's like no honey like your body can do that um chill okay so as we're in this time um those of us who are you know quote unquote light workers star seeds healers empaths anything like that <clears throat> we are because the work we are doing to shift the collective frequency, my crown is tingling, because the work we are doing to shift the collective frequency is A, so important, and B, so effective, <laughs> and has created huge shifts in the collective consciousness in the last like four, five, six months alone, let alone the last few years, right? And is continuously amplifying look at the amount of light that is streaming into the planet and our collective consciousness consciousness right now and the amount of darkness that we are um, and just like density that we are collectively shifting and transmuting right um the the energetic body um of us those of us doing that on that mission who identify as any of those sort of labels that I said before you know light workers star seed whatever 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 who consider this our personal mission right to bring more light and love and elevate the frequency of humanity our energetic bodies have been systematically under attack um, and it has been ramping up in these last few months because our success is also ramping up right and these attacks are becoming sneakier and sneakier, um, smarter and smarter, because when you get to a certain level of frequency um, and find yourself, you know, in this role, right, the entities and the energies, right, that want to bring you back down, essentially, like bring you back from those light codes that you have been bringing in and sort of like take that from you and like take like siphon your energy from the ability to do that they know they have to be really sneaky to get past you and so <clears throat> how to sort of merge this conversation in and so this is where I want to speak about certain elements of the healing fields okay so now I'm going to introduce the other topic right so keep that in mind and now I'm just going to briefly introduce the other topic and then they'll merge together at the end so the other topic that we are speaking about tonight is we need to speak about like shadow work okay what is this 
Um, what does it involve and what is its purpose? So this term um, probably sort of amplified in popularity maybe around 2017. It was super potent and spoken about 2018, 2019. Last year too, super popular. Um, and it is starting to dwindle off a little bit. I mean, maybe that's just the circles I move in because people are realizing we're on the other side of that, right? Um, but it still exists and it has permeated deeply um, into this community, this healing community, right? Um, and so everything is just like shadow work this, shadow work this, da 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 da, etc. Here's the thing that stuff is so important, right? Integrating the darker aspects of ourselves and of the collective has been in that chunk of time has been the most important thing in the elevation of our consciousness. So we had that period of time. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this timeline in your own personal, like story of interacting with this work in whatever way, shape or form. We had that period of time where we were like the good vibes only, you know, light and love that, um, really twisted, uh, spirituality that was just, you know, totally off in the ethers, like no grounding in reality whatsoever and it wasn't healthy for anyone and that in itself was really a demeaning to true spirituality and true spiritual practice and what it really means to be connected to earth and god or the divine um via your light body and really undersold the power that we are all capable of so there was that and then we shifted into this more like integrating that those dark elements of ourselves right the shadow part part of it what has happened is that we've gotten stuck there so what we need to do is that is the thing is that the whole purpose of shadow work is to free you from the programming and the guilt and the shame that's been running around in your head from not just this life and early life but you know, all lifetimes across all timelines, etc. right, is to actually release that so you can get to a place where you are free to live your life not thinking about that stuff and where you can be in conscious control of your thought patterns and your mind and you're not being, you know, your life isn't being dictated by the guilt and the shame. If you are a person who has been in the process of shadow work and trying to integrate your shame, pain, trauma, um, whatever, everything else, right, for like four years now, there may be something else going on. I will just say that. And I, you know, if you, um, if this is like the first time you're interacting with my work or something and you're like, oh, who does this person think she is? You know, she's like, you know, scared of, she doesn't even know how trauma works, blah, blah, blah. It's like, um, no. Okay. So I have spent that long, like literally since 2017 was when I, you know, sort of got introduced to the whole shadow work concept and went into that. And there was probably like a three month period where that was really important. And that's what I had to do. I believe what happened is that I got hooked in some way, whether that was an entity attachment or some kind of just um, insert that was inserted into my consciousness 
that made me believe that I had to keep doing that, right? And I forgot how to be happy and everything became something I had to integrate. (sighs) I feel like I need to introduce a third topic now before we do kind of like weave them all back in. Am I going to do that? Mm, Yeah, okay, let's do it. So, oh, and now I'm getting a mind blank. Whenever you like lose your train of thought and you're about, you know, you're about to say something important, that is sort of a sign that there's like entities or some sort of energy that's like gotten in through your crown chakra that wants you not to say what you're about to say. So let's see if I can, if I can let it come back to me. Um, 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 it was something about trauma. No, okay, it's gone. Hopefully it'll come back to me. All right, so let's start marrying these two things that we've discussed back together. So why do we not want to get trapped in the shadow work route and how does that relate to what we were speaking about at the start about like being increasingly protective over your energetic field and being on the lookout for nefarious energies? Um, Okay, so what has happened is that the spiritual community, the healing community, a lot of people have been infiltrated um, by these entities and it's either like maybe it is through a fault of them or their own, like maybe they're consciously doing this, but more times than not, it's not through any fault of their own. They were just like an easy target. Um, And what happens is that being trapped in feeling that all we need to do all day is process our pain, shame, trauma over and over again until we eventually can integrate it and, and you know, love it back to light and whatever. And being trapped in that for five years, that process brings down, drains our frequency, drains energy from our energetic field. And we are not actually able to do the work we came to do because we're extending, expending all of our energy doing like quote unquote, like doing shadow work, right? Okay. So one of my mentors, you guys may have heard heard me speak about Pilar Lesko before, but one of the things that she sort of introduced me to or opened my eyes up to um, was this concept that healing now is happening organically. And I just prefer to use the terminology of like initiations, organic initiations, where if there is something in your life that you need to address that you have not been been addressing, let's say it's like people pleasing tendencies and you say to the universe, I'm ready to cut this off for good. You will in the next few days, quite likely meet that initiation head on and it is up to you to pass that challenge for you to release your people pleasing tendencies you do not need to sit in a dark room or hire a bunch of people or you know do like 20 sessions of breath work etc etc right you need to meet a person like meet yourself meeting a person who is triggering you into those feelings that you need to people please And you need to make a different choice. Once you know you can meet organic initiations with strength, with power, with sovereignty, then you can move towards those beautiful practices of breathwork, of meditation, of working with different healers, of past life regression, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, from a sovereign place, not from a place of I need this. (sighs) So, okay. 
The same is true for shadow work essentially, right? So we want to be approaching it from a place of I am doing this to free myself. You don't need to do all the things that we, okay, yeah, no, I'm just going to say it straight up. You don't need to like do all the shadow work things that we've been told have to do because it can happen super organically with those initiations that I was speaking about. I just remembered the third concept that I wanted to introduce. Okay, this is the one that can be a little bit hard to take and sit with, but you know, it was true for me. We get attached to our traumas, right? I had so much attachment to my identity as someone who had had, you know, quote unquote, this thing happened to me. And I'm not going to share what that is, um, but you probably know people in your life who identify themselves by their traumas, right? And I can't remember which book I was reading it in. It may have been one of the David R. Hawkins books. I think it was. Anyway, if like, If you are a fan of his work, then you might know which book I'm talking about. But he meets a woman and she, the way that she greets him is, hi, you know, my name is da-da-da-da-da, I'm a survivor of, of like sexual abuse, right? That is her main identifier. Not this is what I love, not this is what I do, not this is, you know, my name, but this is this trauma that happened to me. Because we gain energy from other people, right? We gain their sympathy, which translate to our energy body, like, oh, I'm getting energy from them. Um, when we sort of speak to our traumas, okay? But it's not true energy and we don't want to need other people's energy or sympathy for us to feel whole we want to be completely sovereign in our own energy field that we don't even need to go around like siphoning other people's energy and therefore like giving away ours too because every time we like get energy from someone else we're always we're also giving our own too um and so that is another really important thing to keep in mind is that often people don't want to actually that is why often people will stay in this loop like for years and years and years of continuously like doing shadow work, but not actually progressing um, because there's an attachment to the identity of this happened to me, right? And it can take a little while to break out of that and decide, I don't want that to be associated with me anymore. I don't want to be identified as somebody who had that happen to me. And that is not that that's not a part of your history and that you can't pull on the wisdom and the power that you have gained from truly fully liberating yourself from the emotional and identity attachment to that experience. Okay, so it is very different to be like, this happened to me, right? To say, I have been through, you know, stuff in my life And here I am on the other side, look at the strength I've gained and I am a whole person and I choose to be defined by what I love, who I love, what I do, you know, the good I've created in the world, not to be defined by this thing that happened to me. Okay, so marrying that back in now, I feel like we've been, we've definitely had like three different tangents and hopefully they are sort of weaving together in your mind, but What I want to tie in now is this concept that a healer, a true 
healer should have the goal of you not needing them anymore. Any, uh, any person who, any like healing modality that says, you know, you need me to be better, um, you know, you can't do it without me, da, 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 or, you know, you need to keep coming back again and again and again, and you don't feel like you're getting the power to do it yourself, right? Be ve- just be very weary of that. Because marrying it back now to what I was saying at the start, these dark entities that are trying to infiltrate the light bodies of high frequency beings, which we all are, right? Except we've just elevated to a higher um, state of consciousness um, that is spreading throughout the world right now. Uh, they, They are using these healing modalities to keep us in the loops of trying to be fixed, trying to be whole, trying to be healed, trying to integrate our traumas, trying to integrate our pain, shame, etc. Right. And there you go. You've got all these people like collectively sitting around in their pain, shame and trauma, thinking that that that's what they're meant to do. When really shadow work should not take four or five years. Right. Especially right now, because everything is healing up and everything is quickening up and that freedom from that stuff is available through these organic initiations that we were speaking about. So uh, when you do interact with any type of healing modality, I just want you guys to be really sovereign in the practice, right? Because I'm not saying this to say that, oh, I don't see anyone. I get a lot of support Um, you know, doing what I do, I need people on my team who take care of my energy body, right? Who care about the maintenance of my energy body so that I can be a powerful, sovereign energy being for my students, for my clients, Um, especially now that I'm going to be taking on -on one-on-one readings again, like starting in a few weeks, right? So also my calendar um, up until I think like the end of June is now available online. So if you do want to book a one-on-one astrology and human design reading with me, um, I'm back open for business. Teaching has calmed down a little bit. So we're doing that again. Um, But yeah, so that's not to say that I don't need people on my team, but I'm not approaching them from a place of like, I need you or, you know, you know my soul better than I do or you know what I need better than I do, right? It's just like we're a team in this and they are essentially equipping me with the frequency, with the power um, for my body to heal itself, right? So that's the difference, right? Anything, any person, any modality, any course, anything that hooks you in to you need this and I have even said this to my human design students and I will say this to my astrology students when we start on Tuesday you like the chart is just a piece of paper and you are a multi-dimensional being and we do not want to get stuck in thinking that it has all the answers and that we must be a slave to what is represented on the chart, right? 
you being a sovereign being, being a sovereign energy being, get to decide how you incorporate any of that information. Giselle's just, sorry, my kitty cat's just meowing at mosquitoes or something that I've gotten into the house and I lost my train of thought. But you get to interact with how you work any of the information shown in the chart into your life. You do not have to like follow everything to a T, right? You make all the decisions. If the chart is empowering and liberating to you, then use it. If it feels stifling and restrictive, ignore it, throw it out, chuck it out, don't listen. This is just another way that we take our sovereignty back over everything. So this is the goal of everything that we do. This should be the goal of all spirituality is to put our crowns firmly on our heads. Okay, so, oh God, we've been all over the place, but hopefully this made sense. Hopefully I married in those three topics well enough and you kind of can follow what I'm saying, right? Again, it's nighttime here and I'm sipping on the sleepy time tea. So who knows if I'm even making sense, but be very aware of anybody that you work with. Be aware of, okay, what do I, what do I feel in my body when I'm interacting with this person, with their work? Do I feel good or does it feel nefarious or like I'm being hooked, like I'm being trapped? Um, and same with just when you're doing your own healing work too, right? Am I getting stuck? Oh yeah, this is the last thing. So when I posted about this on my Instagram, um, I set a challenge for people reading the caption, right? And that is to set a timer for five minutes on your phone and feel good. And I bet you can't do it. It has become so uncomfortable for us to feel good, for us to feel love, joy, happiness, radiance, health, well-being, um, right? But if I told you to set a timer on your phone and feel, you know, your shame, your buried shame for five minutes, you'd be like, yeah, cool, I can do that, right? So no, the challenge is remember how to feel good. Set a timer for five minutes on your phone, do it daily. This has been shown to raise immunity, right? To activate the thymus gland, which creates new T cells, which enhance your immunity. Okay, so do it for your health, if nothing else. Um, and just feel good, okay? And give yourself permission to move out of that phase of your life where you are integrating your trauma or doing your shadow work, right? Let yourself feel great and put that crown back firmly on your head okay that is it um and i will talk to you so soon lots of love